This DYM podcast is brought to you by LeaderTrex. Go to serve, return, ready to lead. On a LeaderTrex mission trip, you'll serve and get out of your comfort zone. And through the program, your students will learn how to lead. They'll bring back that leadership and confidence to your youth ministry, and it will make a difference the rest of the year. Learn more and sign up at LeaderTrex.org. And since we love DYM, listeners get 10% off resources by using the code DYM10 at LeaderTrex.org. Download Youth Ministry Podcast. This is episode 326. Wow. So many. Wow. So much of our life. Good night. What is that, about 10 years, Josh? That's a long time. Longer 10, 11 10 years now. You. 12. Yeah. yeah. It's too long. No. Last show, everybody. <laughs> Josh is sick, so. I feel like this might be my last show. If I no. if I die this week, Hey, this thank you for run. coming in, even though you're sick, to you're uh, record well. a couple of podcasts. Don't touch us. The field's here with Josh Griffin, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Carson, our senior pastor. Hello. Oh, we like to call the super of tones uh, yes. and uh, Katie, Katie, the queen <laughs> Edwards. Also, um, <laughs> this is uh, from, how do you say uh, Jeff Kanoker's last name? Kokenauer? Kokenauer. 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 I think. I'm actually not entirely sure, but I think that's Maybe correct. That's right. Good guy. Okay. Newlywed. Good dude. Yeah. He says, hey, team, thanks so much for your continual investment. I'm super pumped to win the youth pastor diet. Yes, Just sir. Just like I'm about to win. Um, There's so bring it on. Yeah. He says, I've been asked multiple times what I would do if I wasn't doing youth ministry. My response is typically no clue, selling cars, running for office, trying to take over the world. So I'm curious, what would you be doing if you weren't doing youth ministry? I could see Jeff um, either selling cars or politics. Either one just suits him really well. They're Can't. very similar. <laughs> Thanks, team. Can't wait to hear how I have to bribe Allison to get into DYM 100 round three this year because Woo! I just can't wow. get enough. You like bribes, Allison? Puppies. DYM 100. What kind of puppy? We haven't announced DYM 100 round a three. Bulldog. Or any of it yet. Ooh. Or if we were going to do it. it was, it's true. Oh. Yeah, we have. We actually have some ideas. You have to. <laughs> you can't say it's no to so that. I, before you guys leave, I need to tell you our idea. Okay. Yeah, all right. If you were in, weren't in youth ministry, what would you be? Doug, let's start with you. That'd be fun. Oh. Why don't we start somewhere else? Okay, Jason. Okay, Katie. I know mine. Anybody. I know mine too. It's easy. Broadway or city council. Those are my two. Those are the two things that I would do. That's amazing. Wow. I'd run for city council or I would be on Broadway. In what way would you be on Broadway? Wow. I mean, probably the star. Yeah. So we can play that fantasy because then I would say, oh, I would be quarterback. I would just love to work in the theater. Like, I think it would be really fun. So you could sell tickets. Yeah. Or like be, you know, the in the back or something yeah, okay. like a, an extra in every single musical. Okay, yeah, because I was going kind of like reality, like. No, I know. No, no. Once we, once we be took, an astronaut. Once we took you off the marquee into the. The normal. Well, I'm just going. That's. Wow. Are you saying she couldn't make Broadway? I'm not saying. I believe, no. Katie. I don't know. Doug doesn't believe in you, but I believe. Yeah. No. Congratulations, yeah, you're you gifted. I would. I would run for city council. 
wrestle them. I would love oh, to be absolutely. in local community I could see politics. You I think it would be fun. Why don't yeah. you do that anyway? You kind of are in politics and ministry. Well, <laughs> very similar. They are yeah. very similar. I have been trained working with junior hires all these years. I but love yeah, it. No, I know. I, that's what I would do. I think it would be really cool. Yeah. I'm not saying I won't at some point. Maybe. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, dream world, I would be a fighter pilot mm-hmm. or a stadium announcer. Like, I think that'd be really fun. That yeah. could be a reality. I would uh, wish. Now batting. <laughs> oh, I would love Number that. seven. I would love that. You they have like a, a great voice, JG. Thank you. I don't feel like it today, but thank you. Um, and in reality, I, I don't know actually what I would be. I would, I think it may be like a voiceover artist would be a fun, oh, yeah. like being out here. I know of a couple people that do that and I think that would be a really but did cool... did you go to college to do business? Weren't you like... Yeah. did you like start a t-shirt company? Yeah, I started a t-shirt were... company that was very successful was in called? college. Uh, it was just... It did all sorts of t-shirts. It didn't have a name? All right. It was called Fear God. And it was after this No Fear logo back in the yeah, 90s the no that was business. awesome. Oh, yeah. So we did a little Christian riff on that and it was... It did really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I would Sorry. mock. I would mock it so hard now. But then, the nineties, it was a very different it world. Cool. It was cool it then. Was, it, was. it was. Hey cool kids, then. it was cool then. It was just think of it. Uh, an old guy. was really flattering. It was so flattering. I almost said something about supertones or oh. Doug Fields' tombstone mustache, but I decided not to. So oh. that's good. We all have our dark history. Wow, it's a new year, isn't it, Josh? <laughs> this is great. Okay, anyhow, that's fantasy. Me. I'd be a professional athlete. Uh, sports, Ball, sport, what sport? I, you know, I, I used baseball. to think baseball, but Ooh. 162 games. I mean, if I could be, if you I, could be it, if I could be it, probably basketball. Really? Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to start. Oh yeah, and play the majority of the game. You don't want to be Obviously. the sixth man. Nobody I don't want wants to, I really don't want no, to. No, you want to run out. Yeah. So yeah. that's fantasy. If I was playing reality, I would probably be like a a motivational speaker. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I could yeah. see you doing that. Yeah. Who's the guy that does that? Who's the big motivational speaker? Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. You can be like that. I met you him. Still could. You I did. Met him. Yeah. Is he well, larger you're than motivational life? Motivational of sorts, not that kind of motivational, but yeah. you're He's like an inspiring speaker. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Katie. You're welcome. I really like him, Tony. Tony, I like yeah. Tony. I dog, dog, dog. He actually came to hear him. me speak. Have I? You've oh. heard the story. He did. Yes. Oh, I got to hear this. Wait. Uh, Let's hear it right now. Pause. Time out. Wait. Why pause? Let it roll. Let it roll. It he was... came to hear the the world's most famous motivational speaker. Yep. Yep. Wow. True story. Tell me more. True story. He was having trouble with his family. And he was friends with a guy, very good friends with a guy named Mike Keys. And Mike wow. Keys goes to Saddleback. And I was doing a series called um, Raising G-Rated Kids in an X-Rated World. I did the which, intro for that series. Which that then became, awesome. you know, which is Kathy's in my book, Intentional Parenting, but... Early on, it was yeah. Jerry Kids in X-Ray World, and it was a three-part series. And after part one, Mike Keyes said, you got to call him. Are you gonna, You need to come up here because he lived in Carlsbad at the time. I don't know where I like he was. I like hear this guy And so he drove up, and apparently people were hounding him as he got out of his car. And then he walks up, and then somebody tells me that he's in the that audience. he's in the crowd. No. Yeah, which I didn't love, but... No. But apparently, like, people were around him. He's just... He's taking notes the whole time. Just head down, just really? writing writing everything. Leaders are learners. Yeah. And then I somebody, like Steve Rubar, brought him back 
um, backstage afterwards. No way. Yeah. And um, he he was nicely dressed, had a jacket on with a lapel, because I remember that was like about, I'm six foot, and I looked right <laughs> at the lapel. I How? love He's it. a big guy. I shook his hand. His fingers went to my elbows. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, Tony was, he was super nice, very affirming. Talked about my um, my self-effacing humor. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was very it was a very cool guy, dude. The world's arguably one of the world's greatest speakers, communicators, motivation, whatever. Came that's awesome. That says a lot about him, first of all. Sure, and it, it does say a lot about you. That's awesome. Yeah, that was fun. I love that he would just be a learner, be mm-hmm. in the crowd. You don't think about people like that. Just being a dad. Just being a dad, going. Notes. I need this for well, my family. Who has family. a friend who has faith who. Extended the invitation. How have I never heard this story? I can't believe you haven't heard that Dude, story. Dude, that was, I will so say this, that, that was one of the best series that you have done. That's a great series. That Saddleback has done. We went all in on that adult series. It was right. unbelievable. Yeah, you might have been in part two of that. Oh, really? Yeah, because I did it like 10 years later. That's awesome. So you might have got the 10 year later one. How but cool. Yeah, now it's intentional parenting. Man. Yeah. And, uh, where can people go to get intentional parenting just as a side that has nothing to do with DYM, but it's a, oh. it's awesome. That resource uh, is blowing it, up too. Yeah, thank you. Dougfields.com. Yes. Dougfields.com. There you go. Yeah. I love it. Dude, do you have Robbins. That's crazy. Uh, I, I was actually going to say, I'd love to be some kind of coach or motivational speaker like oh, that mm-hmm. to help build teams, to help encourage mm-hmm. groups of people. I think I can't imagine doing anything besides ministry. Yeah. It's hard to know. Maybe one day I could be a dog catcher or something. <laughs> Be fun. You could Dude, probably be that right? now. But you don't want to be a dog like catcher. animal control? Just a dog catcher with a big net, like in no. the cartoons or something. Yeah. I feel like that'd be cool. I don't know. Um, you know, one of the things we never did, Josh, is we never talked about our sponsors. It felt oh, like we need to do Our that. amazing sponsors, like the Orange yeah. Conference. Theorangeconference.com. Yes. Also, go to highschoolcamp.com. And um, we love them. We're creating some product with them right now, which is really When's fun. The conference, Doug. The conference, the the conference is yeah. in April. Yeah, in, in Atlanta, in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, and it may be sold out by now. Yeah, I don't they know. sell out really early. It'll be you'll be lucky to get in. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Six five hundred people. We'll all be there. It'll be fun. High five. We'll have a DYM meetup. No germs. No, don't yeah. touch me. Um, and also leader tracks. <laughs> Leader Treks, go to leadertreks.org. Look Camps, to them for trips. a spring break trip. Got a lot of great leadership stuff. They pour into our members every every month. We are also uh, in a kind of month-by-month membership with Bethel College. And so we want to, um, did I say membership? Sponsorship? Yeah, sponsorship. Yeah, right. we're, we're, we're doing it with well. the Student Leadership Conference with them. Yeah. Very excited. They're awesome. Stayed great there school. a couple years ago on their campus. It was great. Five minutes from Granger. Yeah, Terry Lindhart is one of the professors there of youth ministry he'll be speaking oh. at the conference yeah he's dying and by the way that's cool you know it's a one we say this all the time it's like the cheapest conference in the country and two um the housing at bethel is yeah. very very cheap and three heather fleas is one of our speakers yeah and we just love heather i don't know if she's amazing and our uh, our yeah. newest sponsor is givecentral.org oh, what a phenomenal segue as 
Our it's, friend Fadi walks an, in. <laughs> well, <it's> good timing. <laughs> it's an online giving solution that enhances the fundraising experience for nonprofits and donors alike. So this is what we call upward influence. You're a youth worker. You're not in charge of the budget or the finances. We would ask you. We would appreciate it. We would. Um, it would help DYM's relationship with Giving Give Central if you would introduce your CFO or your elders or whoever oversees oh. finances yeah. to this this great organization. I love it. No. All right. Um, this is from Jeremy C. My name is Jeremy Clark, high school and college pastor from Springfield, Ohio, DYM gold member, orange user, DYM 100 alumni, SLC alumni, and DYM university member. Unbelievable. Is this going to be the new norm? Just like, wow, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. We're going to get to your question first. That's what that means. What do you got, Jeremy? I love everything about DYM. So thanks for everything you guys and gals are doing for the kingdom. I've been at my church about a year and a half. When I first got there, I found out that one of the students doesn't take well to sarcasm. Ooh. of which I am fluent Uh-oh. in. Find a new church. <laughs> Get out now. <laughs> I've recently had a conflict with that student's parent about my interactions with his daughter. He told me that I've been very rude, cold, and borderline bullying her because of how I treat her. I've been very intentional about being polite to her and not doing anything specific that could be viewed as sarcastic. I've tried to keep her in my conversation conversations just like the other students when I ask for specific situations from the dad so I can learn what I'm doing wrong. I get examples like when I say hi to her, I'm fake and I seem like I'm a game show host and that I have oh, when I have deep nice. and that I don't have deep conversations with her and even that I ask too personal of questions to her. Like, how is your small group going? So I'm just very confused. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. How the dare nerve. So I don't have deep enough conversations, but I ask yeah. personal questions. Any tips on how I can make this situation better? The final detail is that her dad is the chairman of the elder yeah, board. Yeah, of course he is. And it feels really unhealthy between me and him right now. And I... Uh, and I find it hard to not seem like the other elders are treating me a bit different now as well. We don't have a senior pastor right now, so there I can't you know. inform him or him have my back. Man, can you visit some of her homeschool events? And go to her? <laughs> That's too personal. Too personal. Too personal. Sorry. Sorry. Way too oh, personal. Shoot. Well, Brutal. I would just disarm them as quickly as possible and say, I am so sorry. I'm having fun. I do feel a little bit like a game show host because if, if there was another career I could choose, it would be that one. That's not me being surface. It's me just trying to love your kid. I'm sorry if anything that I've said in sarcasm, I would keep it light. Don't go dramatic. Yes. Apologize. Own it. Explain your style. Just don't go Move like on. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, the Move problem, on. part of the problem is he he, he can't win with can't this girl. Win. You can't. So you're no. in a, you're in a no win situation because no. if you're too fake, but then you're too deep. You, you know this girl's just looking for. And we've all you know we're all parents of teenagers. We know yeah. that they can go negative quick and in the same conversation. You know he doesn't he doesn't have anything to you know, specific that's helpful for you. Yep. So, you know, thank you. The postures, thank you for giving me feedback. I will, I always want to learn how to be a better leader and mm-hmm. I will take your suggestions into consideration. Absolutely. I'd ask the girl, I'd say, you know, Hey, uh, help me teach me, uh, how you would prefer for me to communicate with you. Give me one or two tips that I can focus on because honestly, I, I'm being the same way I am with everybody else. Yeah, I'm not treating you any different. Yeah, I like that. And, and just to say, I'm trying to become all things to all people. 
just like Paul did with Christ, you know, to, to, to teach people to follow Christ. I'm trying to become all things, all people. If there's a, if you don't like my sarcasm, I won't use it with you. If you don't like, uh, uh me joking around with you, I'll just say hello. Uh, what's the best way to cater to you? And I give that a shot too. Hmm. I think do those things, but then also nothing might change. So at some point you, you know, you've got, you can't please everyone and you can't please every kid. So do what you can, all of these things. And then make sure there's somebody else in the youth ministry who is connecting with her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, find a, find a woman that connects with her. So she has a good experience. They, they've got too high of an expectation. And bring, bring another leader that you trust into the situation too. Since you don't have a senior pastor that has your back, just make sure you've got a trusted volunteer who maybe you're just kind of making part of the situation too, just so that there's, you know, another, another person in the mix with you. You have a set of eyes. Yeah. That's no fun. It's not. Jeremy. That's no. A, that's a, it's just a tough, you're in a tough situation, especially with no pastor, because then you don't, you don't have somebody that yeah. can have your back. No one has your back. And yeah. the person who might have your back, it's his kid. Oh, yeah. Yes. Who also can poison the water with the <laughs> oh, other, yeah. you know, other people. So brutal. Hang in there, man. Well, I would also say if you have, if there are other elders, develop a relationship with the other elders. I mean, these are decision makers. You know, that's part of, is it political? Yes, it's political, but politics is our ability to gain support for our ministry. And so you're developing relationships with elders who are decision makers. And if they know you, they're going to go to you first rather than make assumptions about you. This is from Eddie Schmidt. Um, Hey, DYM team, you guys are awesome. I've been a gold member for two plus years. I'll cut to the point. I'm in a church that has been growing. We recently hired another executive pastor, which means we now have two. And we have a gen, next gen pastor who oversees me. I have had direct access to the lead pastor and I have a great relationship with him. But now there are several layers between me and him. When is it appropriate to go to the lead pastor as opposed to my direct report? Good question. That's a really good question. And not have it feel like I'm going around him or her. Yeah. And no one enjoys that, right? I mean, that's... Have you guys all had that? You've been cut off from a relationship you've had above you? I remember when that happened at our church, it was was tough for me. I, You know, it was like, I didn't ask for a new boss. I was working for one that I liked already or whatever. So it's difficult, but yeah... I, I, well, I don't have an answer. I just was saying. Josh and I are partners. <laughs> Josh and I are partners in DYM, and I try to distance myself from him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I try to have. I try to create go-betweens. Yeah, yeah. there's a whole hierarchy now. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doug, can I get some time with you? No, we'll sorry, you gotta go to. No. Well, go through awesome. Josh, as a partner, you um, you actually report to the board. <laughs> Seven layers between me and Doug. It's true. No, there's nothing more sinking feeling than when a volunteer goes around you to the senior pastor or an upset parent goes around you. So I think, first of all, remember how it feels and be really, really careful because it is devastating to you when it happens to you. So when is the right time? I would say not right away. You need to exhaust as many options as possible to work Mm -hmm. with the person who is over you. Now, I would say this, I think you can go around often, but it needs to be with things that aren't pressing and in the moment. And like, here's an idea that I had, or here's something the whole church might benefit from, or here's what's happening in the youth ministry. Here's some good things that are happening. I don't don't think an informed senior leader is a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but I think when you're in crisis and the temptation is to go around your supervisor or whatever, put on the brakes. I just think you're asking for trouble and remember how it feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm, that's great. Yeah. I was, I was in that situation. 
where the director report to the pastor and then the executive pastor came in. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything. <laughs> Other I mean, than a shared, like, I'm at the same place. No, there, there's, some, I would, there's strategic times to have conversations. I agree. And, um, you know, and if you do have a good relationship with the, the lead pastor, chances are he's going to ask you questions about the ministry and wait for him to ask the question. And then you can say, you know, we've been thinking about whatever. Right. And then have your agenda exactly. there. But, you know, be careful not to go around your... Because then you just make it, you put yourself in a difficult situation. You put the next gen pastor in a difficult. Yeah, but situation. if you were to talk to him or her and go, "Oh yeah, well, as long as we're talking about it, here's three ideas we've been banging around, whatever." Yeah, that's a much softer way than saying, "Hey, I went around. I, yes, I went around you and I talked to the senior pastor about my ideas." Yeah. Well, no, they brought it up and you're having a good conversation. Uh, on my this used to be a physical post-it note, but now it's digital. Um, there's an app, uh, whatever, on every MacBook. It's called Stickies. So I have a little sticky note on my computer that has a, when I was doing day-to-day youth ministry, it said for RW, our pastor, or it was for KJ, my boss. And I would have a little running punch list. Even to this day, I have one, even for like conversations I need to have. Like I have a, hey, next time Doug and I hang out at Del Taco, it's a DF list. So I don't think it's a bad idea to have a quick little elevator pitch, punch list, something ready for moments like that. I still do to this day, and it, it's really, really important. Yeah. So anyhow, sticky to the hack. There you go. I need to do that. I just blurt stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> I get into trouble a lot. Well, I think the feeling here is like I was just, um, I was not too long ago at one of the largest churches on the West Coast that people didn't even heard of. It's in Arizona. I mean, it's like the best kept secret. I love that. It was unbelievable. It's an unbelievable church. But I was with the, the family guy. And, I mean, he's about as high up as you can get, but he's not in the top four. At the table. At the table. Oh. And so even a guy like that who oversees this humongous amount of people and ministries, the whole bit, still one of the questions is, is are we being fairly represented? Right. Because that's, that's one of the things you want, you know, want to know when decisions are made and they're handed down and those decisions affect you and your leadership and your ministry. You're like, yeah. well, did they hear the whole, right. did they hear the whole pitch? Right. Cause from my perspective, that decision was dumb. So they obviously don't know what's going on down here. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, Eddie, I wish we had better advice other than, I mean, I think you, you live with your direct reports and you walk carefully with that. Yeah. that and you blurt stuff out on occasion. This is from Jerry. This is Jerry Varner. Hashtag DYM 100 week one for life. Um, yeah. I know there's a ton that goes into answering this question and it's largely variable and relative, but can you share a few indicators that you believe might signal to you that it's time to get out of student ministry. Not me personally, but I've talked about this with others. Hmm. How about you, Jason? Signals that you know, well, I didn't want to get out of youth ministry. Okay. For me, it was like a hostile takeover. No, it was a total, like (laughs) I, I was, I didn't want to do it. I kept on going back to prayer and I felt God, clearly make opening that door for me. Yeah. So that was, that was that. But I think, uh, gosh, I, I remember when the, a lot of the volunteers I worked with, sometimes uh, a rough volunteer would come to me and say like, yeah, I don't, I don't, 
know if I'm cut out for youth ministry. And I said, why is that? You know, well, I don't like kids at all. Well, there's a good indicator, yeah. right? You know, so I said, if you don't like kids, you probably, probably shouldn't be in youth ministry. That's a good idea. But if, if you, if you feel like more than just a, a rough season, more than just a rut, if you feel like you are coming in to the ministry that God has placed you in and you have no joy, no inspiration, no heart for the people there, like I'd get out then. I'd say like, gosh, I need to do something else because you're really hurting the ministry at that point. But that's that's just a lot of self-reflection and self-evaluation. But I would also look at your effectiveness at some point and say like, well, how effective is this being? Is is things dying or is, is it is it communicating well? Is it sticking? Is anyone growing? Asking those kind of questions. I think too, you know, just asking, you know, your friends, the things that they love when they got into youth ministry, are those things starting, is that love starting to kind of break down or soften for those things when they're walking into, when they're getting geared up for summer camp, are they dreading it? You know, are are there some of those things that are starting to kind of seep into, or even preparing a message and, and, you know, is it not as exciting to teach or you're not as amped to be in those spaces? Sometimes those are indicators too, or things that you loved at one point are now those loves are changing or evolving into something else. So that might be an indicator. Yeah. I I think there are things within student ministries that you get tired of doing that don't necessarily mean you're done doing student ministry. Yeah, that's a good clarification. So, you know, I can remember, uh, you know, you guys will, I remember when Matt Hall was an intern who's now a youth pastor in the Philippines. Senior pastor. Oh, he's senior pastor in the Mm -hmm. Philippines. I remember him in my office and he was in charge of tables on Sunday morning. And, um, have I told this story? I don't think so. Okay. So I'm, I'm got my big whiteboard and I'm walking him through kind of my philosophy of, you know, artificial community versus authentic community and how everyone, every kid at a table to know their name and blah, blah, blah. They're not connected. And, the, and I just draw this whole thing out and he's taking notes cause he's now going to be in charge of running Sunday morning this. And he left my office and I thought to myself, I never want to do this again. Mm. Like I've had this conversation with so many different people who have like taken roles on, you know, with the, with the Sunday, you know, what we would call our crowd program or front door. And I'm so tired of kind of coaching people how to own this. Yeah. I never want to have this conversation again, but it didn't mean I was done with youth ministry. I just was like so tired of talking about that. We're like, (laughs) can't you get like, Give me somebody who'll do this for more than three years. Exactly. You know, so I don't have to it come back in. Get in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally had that moment, like this Saturday. Did you? Just <laughs> an event. We, we had a really simple event, and I was like, oh, I'm just tired of teaching people how to do simple things for an event. Yeah. But I love my role, so yeah. for sure. Yeah. I also think there's a stirring, you know, that, that mm-hmm. happens. I mean, I feel like, you know, after 30 years of being a full-time youth pastor, there was a stirring for me. But it was, I didn't think it was time to leave youth ministry. I just was trying to, I thought it was time to leave Saddleback. Like there was a, re, am I trying to reinvent myself? Is that what it is? It build the, build the student center. Is that what it, I was just couldn't find that, <clears throat> that satisfaction. I feel like everything I want to do, I've, I've done. And it was about a year stirring, yeah, you know, yeah. before I even, you know, before I pulled the, pulled the plug on that, but it was more of, um, a gradual release then I'm done. So the fact that Jerry or the people that he's talking to 
um, you know, it may be give it, you know, give it some time. You don't want to make, you don't want to make decisions after a camp, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're on Monday morning, you know, that type of thing that, yep. you know, there's, I think that, you know, God's gracious in his release at times. And that's interesting to me what you just said, because I, I saw when you were leaving, I mean, your last couple of years were super effective. Yeah. I mean, I remember you were starting those Sunday night services and. It was amazing. So you yeah. you knew it was time to move on. God's using you like on level ten. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. It was just uh it was so it's a, not like you weren't being used. It's not like you had nothing to do. No, no, no. It wasn't that at all. It was more of just a, you know, I mean, Kathy and I were in Africa when I felt like we we're in this little tiny hut and Compassion International was talking about um you know, nurse, nursing mothers. And there was something they were trying to do and Kathy's weeping, you know, and I'm just going, I'm done. It's time. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I came back from that Africa trip and resigned. And, but it had been kind of a, a year of wrestling of like, I just didn't, didn't have the, you know, the release just, Yeah. yeah. I, I like all those things. Those are really good answers. I love your story. I think there's some, you know, Taking your time in the process, mm-hmm. not resigning or quitting in anger or in an emotional moment where yes. you're either defeated or whatever. Yeah. Um, I do think you have to have a mentor. You got to process it with somebody. Yeah. I think if you're just in a vacuum, you can get defeated and, and make a decision that you will later regret. Yeah. So I think it's a very complex. Yeah. And yours was personal. complex. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, you were, I mean, you had to make a decision basically because you were booming in youth ministry and yeah. then DYM is booming too. And yeah. you had to make a decision. I it was a really, really tough decision. I felt yeah. like we came to a crossroads going, I'm, I'm going to still do youth ministry, but I'm going to attack it from a different angle because yeah. God seemed to be blessing both. Yeah. And so... But even then it was a, it was thoughtful. It took a long time to get to that moment yeah. and it was a difficult decision. Yeah. So I, I get it. I like what you said about a mentor. I would say, I mean, if, if you're going to make that big of a life decision, especially involving ministry and your calling, if you don't have someone that you not just look up to, but I mean, hold in the highest esteem spiritually speaking into your life. And, and, and you even asking them the tough question of, hey, let me have it. Say whatever you think here. Give me all the wisdom you got. I think you're a fool. I think you got to say, I think you, if you're going to make that big of a decision and you don't ask that question to someone you trust spiritually, I, I think that's just foolish. It's nice when it's on your terms. When leaving is on your terms. It's really yeah. hard. Many youth workers, they're not thinking about, do I get to resign? Or when should I resign? Or when am I affected? You know, they're right. going it's time or the church told me it's time or whatever. So these answers are a little more when it's, when it is your, on your terms. Yeah. 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 It'd be nice if we had easier questions. Yeah. <laughs> Hi guys and Katie, Ronald Long here, DYM 100 attendee, DYM author and all around decent guy. I'm a I middle school. about DYMU. Didn't hear anything in there, Ronald. Why don't you put that question away? <laughs> put that question away to the next show. <laughs> you really love it. Yeah. Dude. I'm a middle school pastor, and I've heard through the grapevine that Doug doesn't like middle school students. I even what? heard that he hates them. Oh. I've never heard that. Not even, not even true. I think it's the most important ministry in the church. Well, I've heard it, but it's Amen, definitely not brother. true. <laughs> 
No, I just, I just early on preferred hanging with high school students than junior high, but I love junior high ministry. Um, so I want to hear your best story of a middle school student stepping up and leading in youth ministry. Also, how do you get middle school students to step up and lead in the first place? Thanks for all that you do. I think the first thing you do is you you take your best ones to student leadership conference. Um, yes, you do. Co-sponsored by Bethel College and Leader Treks. Uh huh. Um, this summer, the student leadership studentleadershipconference.com. Granger in July. Okay. Join us, Indiana. Let's let's close with that. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, you you write Katie? the story, <laughs> Katie. How do you get them to step up? I think with middle schoolers, it's all about personal conversation with them. I mean, if they're, if they feel seen, uh, that's just everything to a middle schooler. The, the punkiest one all the way to the, you know, the church kid who's there at every single thing. Um, every single middle schooler wants to be seen. What does that mean? Be seen. So I think <clears throat> building relationship with middle schooler, I, I mean, it just opens the door for so many things. So I would say knowing their name, knowing things about them, having a conversation with them, pursuing them, seeking them out. Middle schoolers rarely feel pursued. So when leaders are pursuing them, I feel like they will give you 900% in return. They just will. So you don't mean seen like they need to be up front on stage. No, I'm so sorry. I think just seen as an individual, noticed, um, understanding their wiring and, and seeing things about them, seeing potential in them, and then inviting them into something. I think those two pieces, pursue and invite with a middle schooler, are just such a powerful thing. Mm. Uh, there's very few middle schoolers that will say no to pursue and invite because yeah. they just want to be a part of something bigger. And when you see them as more than just a middle schooler, it just it changes everything for yeah. them. So My nephew <clears throat> was the... Oh, goofiest, goofy. <laughs> You're talking about Elliot? Ta- Elliot's no. right here. <laughs> Elliot's right there. Producer Elliot yeah. is in the room. No, that's that's my other, that's my other goofy nephew. <laughs> <laughs> but but this this kid was, you know, he was he was kind of an outcast. And um, I, you know, just for the benefit of my sister, I said, I will find somebody in junior high that will love on him. And we got the sound guy. And the sound guy was, I can see him. His was it Blair? Nope. Tim? I think it was Tim. Tim. Yes, it was Tim. Big guy, mm-hmm. awesome yep. dude. Yes. Bar, yeah. So Tim, Tim, junior hires. Tim would go in yes. and was running the soundboard. And he found out that Daniel likes candy. And he would just say he brought a different candy bar every week. No way. Yeah. And then Daniel so became the sound guy or the, the lighting, lighting guy. guy. Lighting guy. Yeah, because they used to call him D-Light. D-Light. For Daniel Lighting. <laughs> That's good. good it was so wonderful. And he didn't need to know anybody in the, you know, he he didn't have friends. He just went right to the soundboard <laughs> and Tim had a candy bar for him and they did lighting lighting together and got totally connected through middle amazing. school and he Love came it. every weekend oh, I mean, yeah. he never missed a week and, no, my, lights, and my sister would get pissed like we want to try powerful. to go away for the weekend he won't, <laughs> he won't miss you know we want to go on vacation it was so sweet i love that i, I mean middle schoolers Sounds rarely like 
Middle schoolers really oh. um, respond to like the everybody invite, you know? So, hey, we're all going to serve. Sometimes, I mean, I think the, that works sometimes with middle schoolers, but individual conversations and inviting them into something, it it's oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. And they will give you everything they got and more. It's cool. I'm, I'm living one so out. so great. Pursue an invite. I, it is great. I'm living one of those out right now. My daughter, uh, who's in junior high, uh, did not like our kids' small group. So was, uh, our, our church's kids' ministry runs through fifth, sixth grade, excuse me. So she, by the time she's in sixth grade, she's like, oh, this is like they're treating me like a kid. I'm like, well, it's it's the kids' program. It's the last year of the kids' program. It was like pulling teeth to get her to go. Which it was brutal. My kids were the same way and they're 10 years older. Oh, so it's been that way for a long time. It was time. brutal. So now she's seventh grader. She's in junior high. She has the best. And she has like come around on it going, I want to go serve in six. I want to go help those kids. Mm. I want to see them. I want to respect them as young, young men and women rather than kids. And so she has totally blossomed this year as a leader in a ministry she hated. Like, mm. I will, that's pretty strong language. Mm-hmm. She hated it. Mm. And now she's there as a leader to try to help make it great. Oh, and they're letting seventh graders serve there? Yeah. So seventh graders can serve. I think she's in the fourth third, grade. third or fourth, third or fourth grade. grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they make her, you know, school. Yeah. But she has a great life group leader, great she small does. group leaders Amazing. who I think are constantly yes. inviting those girls into things, mm-hmm. which I think makes all the difference too. Yes. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Pursuing and inviting. I'm telling you, we're living out. Katie's telling you how it's done. I'm, I'm the recipient of that right now. So, yeah. cool. to you. so Katie, when are you going to take all this, pursue and invite and yes. understand? Yes. When, when, no, when are we going to put it in DYMU? When yes. are we going to... When are we going to record a... Whenever. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to lunch this week, Katie, and figure out the whole youth ministry world. I only want to talk about Let's middle do school. It. Don't make me talk about anything. Well, it's good because Doug hates middle school. So it's <laughs> do not... Re- that is not true. That is not true. So I was going to say on, on junior high, getting kids involved uh, for the past 14 uh, years. Jace, I'm sorry. We're out of time. Oh, man. <laughs> No, for the last 14 years, I've done the uh, Junior High Chapel Band with mm. your son yeah, as yeah, one of my totally. favorite drummers of all time. And so at the school that we all go to, uh, our kids have gone to. And so um, uh, every Who year... we can't mention because they're not a sponsor. Yeah, right. <laughs> but every year, uh, we get a new batch of junior hires. And my goal has always been get off the stage, put kids on the stage, let them lead, and, mm. and just run the practice the mm-hmm. day before at lunch. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's really, there's just some years where you can, you can just really encourage leaders. Last year was a rough year, but I'll tell you before that, like every year there's someone pour into kids, give them the opportunity. It's amazing. If you give junior hires the opportunity to lead something and to take something like these kids have never done anything like it. They told me how scared they were. And then by the time they're eighth graders, they're like calling their whole school. Like we've had chapels from eighth grade all the way down to kindergarten and the whole school's there and they're calling their whole school to live for God and wow. to press in and, and stay in his word. And let's you guys, it's time to worship. Let's go after it right now. And like they, they do like devotions between the songs and stuff and, and close in prayer and call them to worship. And so I just think that's so great to never lose the sight even with junior hires, even with high schoolers, even with college students, whoever you are in student ministry, yep. give people opportunities. It might not be as good as you can do it at first, but boy, watch what God does. If I mean, they'll surpass you one day. That's watch good. What yeah. God does with, with junior hires. Pursue and invite. Yeah. <laughs>
Pen drop. Show's over, everybody. Drop the mic and go home. It's going to be my new talk. Katie Edwards. For how to deal with middle school students. I like it. That, that you I, hate. That I don't like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that note, I'm going to the practice right now. I know. I love that. There it is. What I love that. Way. All right. Dude. And that was, and, and I was told we had to get you out of here by 1230. It's 1231. It's perfect. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's a Christmas yeah. Well, here's the deal. I don't know how long that show was because I forgot to... Uh, <laughs> 38. Speaking I forgot segue, to hit start. The guy who invented oh, the Segway. Who died? Died on a Segway. Fell off a cliff and died on a Segway. I don't want to wait to go.